the voice that you hear in addition to <laughs> that of Jasmine and I is ba, that ba, of ba, ba. the TT, the artist. Yeah. T, the motherfucking artist. You heard her on the fucking intros to the Black Joy mixtape. Yes, ma'am. You know, from F. Trump. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what other bangers did we have? I know it was more than one. Oh, goddamn. Put on, I got this one track. Drop it. Drop, Drop it. it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to start naming the ones I like, which is the Pussy 8 song, of course. Yeah. Which we'll be talking about that later in the show. You may have heard her on the insecure soundtrack <laughs> lavish <laughs> lavish y'all really hype me up it is TT from Florida oh by way God. of Baltimore <laughs> yes ma'am I always listen to y'all show, and when y'all give me my shout out, I'm just like, yo, they make a sister feel real good. Like, y'all be hyping me up. But I, I thank you guys so much because I was since those shout outs, my social media games on fleet. I got me some hey big heads. You feel me? I got some likes and winks and emojis and shit. So hey, you know, thank you. Shout out to the Black Joy Mixtape nope. for putting the sister know, on no all the way. We are out here to, you know, make sure your DMs and mentions are finessed. We keep telling y'all to say hi to each other. I mean, shit. we just we keep doing that. We keep letting y'all know that we some fine motherfuckers on this mic every week. I mean. I mean huh. and then on. there's TT who is fine. Fine and talented. Fine and t- I mean, come on. I mean, the name is TT the artist. Do you think this person is only doing music on new hoes? <laughs> Art, fashion. Yeah. She need TT got it. Come on, custom. Yeah, just a lot packed in one small person. I love uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I man, I'm in the game. I'm about to retire though, so y'all better get the shit while it's hot. We about to, go out. We about to be putting out foreclosure signs. Uh, you know, I'm American Apparel out this motherfucker. We closing all the shops down. You feel me? Basically, yes. that means y'all need to start buying this shit before a nigga stop recording. That y'all, y'all appreciate you when you stop. You be like, I don't understand that. You be like. Doing your thing. I'm retired. I'm Jay Z to the bullshit. Yeah, as soon as you say I'm done, y'all, I'm taking a break. I'm out of here. Everybody, like, oh my god, you the best thing that ever happened. You so good. Don't Baltimore stop. Baltimore needs you. Where your ass was at? Some of my future shit. Like where your ass was at? So we're just queen gonna go. of the beat, goddamn. Queen and I beat. just want y'all to know that. T.T. the artist makes bangers. Um, It is in her Twitter bio. She is not a liar at all. Please find her definitely on iTunes, the title, the Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you niggas download and stream music. music, Buy it. You will appreciate it. Or get you a monthly subscription. to You get a bigger cut from uh, title, right? Get get title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to make sure that's not an alternate fact. (laughs) But... You know, I don't want title hit me up. Like, <laughs> we got all these fucking artists and shit. Like, they don't ask for more money. You got to fact check that one. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> download the music. It's all, all right. there for you. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black it's Joy. And this is Jazz King of the South. And you are listening to the Black yeah. Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Been across the world, parlayed with the French. I was out in LA on some LA shit. Fuck a cosign, I'm a self made bitch. Let them walk, push your head up, now you think you legit. Wanna talk money? Roll it to budgets. I've been in rotation from Berlin to London. Friday to Sunday, I'm going for the weekend. Getting this money, the only language I speak. 
again These labels wanna sign you when you already made it Blogs got you feeling like you need them for validation I, 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 I was spitting balls before Twitter and Facebook Everybody got opinions when they ain't what you made them Never ask for no favors, some of y'all took a place in. You scared of success, I got the keys in they major Shout out to Khaled, I be out in Miami But I'm from Broward County, so shout out to my family Hope my granny live long enough to see me win Grammys Gave myself a crown, now these niggas can't stand me Oh, you, oh, you think you know who the fuck I am? Gonna check the scoreboards where the fuck I land Started broke with a dream, broken with the same click New addition to the team, you're right, I ain't the same bitch Funny how the same niggas that be hating on the low All in my inbox, blowing up the floor These days don't talk, I just show them bank rolls Going steady since the race, so I guess I'm on the road so y'all, I'm a little hoarse. This is Amber, the High Priestess of Black Joy, with a slight whoop in her in her throat because niggas turned up this weekend, bitch. So I have come away from the weekend with a knee injury and now I have a chest cold. I don't know what the fuck happened to me. All I know is the pictures came out on Monday and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> What? What? Am I on the ground, Jesus? You know. <laughs> oh. Okay. Those pictures. So we're talking about the Bad and Bougie Ball in celebration of Jessica Bird's 30th birthday. Jessica had the shout out a couple weeks ago from Last Tilly. week. Was it last it week? It was just last week, nigga. Wow. And then she messed around and had the party of the century. The f- Listen. I'm just saying that the photos, y'all, will be <laughs> in the Blacksonian. Yeah, I feel um, like I was transported back to college when you have a party over the weekend, and then niggas start uploading the pictures on Monday, and you like untagging and or tagging the shit you like, <laughs> updating your profile picture, you know, picking the shit that you want. Like, I have never, like, black people deserve that type of fun every weekend. I just feel like not only was it like college, it was college, but for grown people and with people you never (laughs) went to school with, thank God. So y'all just get to turn up in a way that just... Just it's carnal or something. Yes. I don't even know. It's like it's you just, making up for lost time. We've been waiting on this party. <laughs> this nigga nine is out here fucking up the lives of millions of people. We gonna party like it ain't gonna be rush on the banks of the U.S. soil, <laughs> thirty miles away. Very soon, soon come. <laughs> Jasmine, when I tell you when Jasmine, and I feel like when I know when I heard ball, I thought. <laughs> Paris is burning. <laughs> I thought met. I thought, you know, the shit that we've all dreamed of. But in my mind, I just went to a bad bitch. Jasmine literally came through the door looking like a chair should have been waiting for her to lay across it, pull a lever, leather, and then like water dr- drenches her. Like, wait till y'all see these motherfucking pictures. Thigh highs, cat a short sec. A short set cat suit, bitch. <laughs> the fuck? You thought you could only see that on Instagram? You could have saw that in DC in person. <laughs> I got With, a weed. J- Jasmine had bangs, hoes, <laughs> and a lip. Literally killing y'all. Looking like Mary J. Blige's dream. 
Remy Ma. My inspiration Girl. was a Missy Elliott backup dancer, and I can't stand the rain. Meets Mary J. Blige. You did that. Meets Remy Ma. You did a good job before the the bid. So you did yes. a good job. Thank bitch. you. I must say. Meanwhile, the high priestess looked like she was handing out blessings from here <laughs> until next Thursday. When I say this woman had on all white from head to toe, and that is not an exaggeration. It was literally. <laughs> Now, I don't like using literally when it's not actually a thing. When I say literally, I mean it. Literally. Her head was white. Jasmine. Her body was white. Milk. And you just see the just the, the milk chocolate skin, just like face, hands. Like I am I am God's divine. <laughs> And I just want to make sure that real niggas see me. And please believe me, my nigga was a glow. <laughs> the Bishop of Bullshit said, I, he said, you look like God. <laughs> Not a goddess. He was like, you're God. You look like Toni Morrison turned herself into herself and was made whole. Like, it was fun. I, I mean. That would look great. Jessica, lit, I thought at any second actual butterflies were going to come out of Jessica's dress. That, it was was that HD on that <laughs> I'm looking at the photos like, my God, what? Where'd she get that from? Jasmine. And then Christina, Christina got on doggone shingle pants or whatever Girl, it was. I was so If blessed. you've never seen ass bounce in fringe, I definitely <laughs> recommend it. I really do. Then, okay, so I don't want to break down everybody's outfits, but I just want to shout out the people who are just coming to my sphere right now. Cecily and this fox. and then Cecily looked like she yes. crawled out of the album cover of Bad and Bougie. Look honestly. here. Cecily looked like somebody pays her bills on the 1st and the 15th, <laughs> and they do not miss a goddamn one. And if she do, she got to send their asses to the dungeon. That's what she looked like. <laughs> And then Gloria Malone had the nerve Good baby. to have on this blush dress with this plunge. I just, if y'all want to see just look at some bad, just the movement. Let's, to quote Jessica Bird, the movement will be bad and bougie. Amen. And it will definitely be twerked. Is that what she said? That is what that's what I have on my snaps. I mean, I just I just want to say the liberation movement is fine as fuck. And um <sighs> I I'm just so thankful Liberal. that I'm on the right side of the history and the right side of, of good genes. <laughs> with you yes. niggas. Y'all are beautiful. My God. And uh, while I did highlight the films, I will say everybody showed up and showed out. Everybody looked great. I'm just really turning up for, for you know, the yeah. home team, you yes. know. <laughs> we do what we must. There was sickening kicks in the spot, hair pieces, adornments. I mean, everyone looked awesome. We'll have to give you all some pictures on Instagram. Y'all, she said, was that dress HD? <laughs> yes. I just want to reiterate, <laughs> if you want to have a party, make sure that it is themed. And by all means, 
hit up Black Joy Mixtape. Let you know. Let us know your budget. We can host. We can help you. We can, def- <laughs> we can de- definitely connect you to who did this goddamn party because <laughs> Jessica and Quayla and the crew did a great job. Let me just say and give it up again for Jazz Dukes, the DJ who held it the fuck down. Jazz Dukes uh, and the High Priestess was also on the mic giving them ones and twos all night. So, Jessica is a longtime friend, you know. Just gotta, you just gotta bless your homies. That party was for the culture and for the movement, and I'm just so thankful. Bravo, Jessica. We want you to turn 30 again this weekend. Please. It's President's Weekend, and we gonna need something. <laughs> Goddamn. I can come out my weed. <sighs> yes. And I mean, I'm not doing that yarn rap again. Goddamn, that was a that, that took a lot. I'm gonna have to pay me a little 16 year old to do that shit next time, bitch. Cause I I ain't got the time, but I do have a predisposed gene to carpal tunnel, so <laughs> I can't be doing this shit. <laughs> so Jasmine, again, TT the artist is in the building, and hey. you know we still gotta always do our jobs. And if you think just because niggas had a beautiful weekend that white people ain't showing they ass, you got another thing coming. Another thing coming. Yeah. So you know, I think they can feel in the atmosphere when we having too good of a time. I really do. They come back on Monday and just like you know what? It feels like niggas had fun this weekend. <laughs> what can we do to fuck up their lives <laughs> this week? Because I have no self-control, Jim. Do you, Bob? Mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting all weekend to show my ass, sir. Count me in. I was well-rested during the weekend, you know, after I had a couple bonk hits and a few <laughs> sips of the beer, the Coors Light. I decided <laughs> I I was going to take it easy this weekend because there are, there are people of color to oppress. There are. <laughs> And we're just looking better and better as you try to stump us out. But they didn't know we were seeds. Anywho. Yep. White people have no self-control segment this week. So first up. I'm just going to start making shit We just got to do our jobs, Amber. Ting, 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 ting. Now, for white people, I have no self-control. Live from MSNBC Studios. Can y'all tell we do not want to do this? <laughs> Wait till you hear the first fucking headline, bitch. The, the GOP is out here recruiting. They and said if Donald Trump can do it, anyone can. Why not Kid Rock? <laughs> <laughs> You mean a motherfucker whose whole aesthetic <laughs> looks like the people who voted for Donald Trump? You mean that bitch? Looks like ain't showered in three days, <sighs> grease, just corn on the cob for whatever like reason. Like he's just and been waiting for an opportunity to <laughs> sew a suit made out of the Confederate flag. So Kid Rock is being courted out or whatever by the GOP as a potential Senate <sighs> candidate in Michigan. Meanwhile, y'all hoes won't even let Beyonce be a feminist. Anywho, we'll get there. They want him to run in 2018. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, you know, back in the TRL days, Kid Rock had the song Ball with the Ball. And him, along with the group called Limp Biscuit, was doing this whole trip hop thing where, Girl. you know, rock, white, 
lower class people were rapping over rock songs. I think Corn had like Freak on the Leash. I'm just trying to this think of the top all ten of TRL. Want to break out in hives? Corn. <laughs> I mean, if 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 Kid Rock ends up being a GOP forerunner, like it totally changes. It's kind of like when we see Donald Trump now home alone. Like it totally shifts. <laughs> what the fuck did we do? What did we let happen if Kid Rock ends up being a leader in the GOP, just in the Senate, where Paul Ryan and him is? Ball with the ball. It's <laughs> going to be in a suit. And either he gonna have on a rubber band on that tacky ass hair, or he have to get a haircut. Like it is, this is I the mean, dude that had Uncle Cracker in the <coughs> band. Like, hopefully, Lala Anthony has some hidden footage that can prevent that from happening. I mean, you see, Oprah did her job. I'm saying we'll get there though. Um, <laughs> we'll get there though. Maybe Pamela Lee will do us a solid. Please. <laughs> Pamela, if you are a listener of the Black Joy mixtape, they are tapping Kid Rock to run for office. And I don't know much about what he thinks about the world, but that can't be a good idea. Pamela, I don't know where you lean politically. All I know is a chest that big, like, Dolly Parton told me to trust big-breasted white women. (laughs) So I am leaning on that because Dolly is... Just a goddess in her own right. I don't call a lot of white women goddesses, I'm but Dolly you do it is by solid. Yourself, please, please. Uh, before this week, Adele was my goddess. Yeah, but she see Adele ain't right. I will always love you. See Do- okay. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dollywood is Let a national trend. Let me walk this trend. back because I know some people believe what you believe too. I know, okay. I know. Like Central Appalachia, I worked there. I was inducted into <laughs> fucking with Dolly Parton, and I, I just must say, and I did watch Steel Magnolias. It was my great shit. movie. Yes. So like the movie. receipts are there for Dolly. Okay. You know. Yes. <laughs> you have convinced me. I'm with you now. I'm a supporter. I will always love you. Islands in the stream is my shit. Islands <laughs> in the stream. That is where we are. That's her, right? Yes. Okay, anywho. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know something. So, uh, yeah, Kid Rock. Kid Rock is... I lost my point laughing about Dolly. I don't even... <laughs> Pamela. Oh, that's what I was addressing. Pamela, girl, just just go ahead and drop some footage for us. We already seen you and Tommy Lee. I know you got something in the closet somewhere. Just drop it off anonymously. Ruin. You know, call Oprah real quick. Ask her for some tips. How does she do it? Um, you know, you just do what you got to do, boo. Just ask her for the card of whoever she spoke to. Please help us. Yeah. Help us, please. This can't be good. Because what we have learned is women are going to lead the charge for making sure these bastards don't get as high or any higher than they already are. Hello. You know, we seen the attorney general stand up. We saw the federal judge and we already know black women's role in all of this. We've been documenting it every week. Um, so Pamela just step up. It's, it's your turn. It's your time. You know, you went to I'm sure you went to that women's march. This is your opportunity. <laughs> Wear your safety pin when you make the report. Next up is Flynn got fired or something. <laughs> he don't work here no more. <laughs> so Flynn don't work at the White House no more. 
for doing what everyone else should be taken down for doing. I mean, so <laughs> Michael Flynn had to resign as the national security advisor. He he resigned on Monday night because mm-hmm. he was having conversations with Russia. <laughs> <sighs> Let's just. <laughs> So it's we're just, just so messy. It's <laughs> so messy. It's just trickling to the goddamn obvious. Now, meanwhile, the FBI has known that the aides and all these other folks have had connections to Russia. I mean, your boy Nine is hanging up the recording when he having conversations with Putin. Uh, but Flynn, you know, he was a pawn in the chess set, so he had to go. He had to go. It's it's White House Apprentice. I mean, he got fired <laughs> this week. <laughs> I swear Donald Trump is happy. I mean, y'all, if y'all really... Kellyanne is runner-up, though. Kellyanne is, is really, next. He's really running this like a fucking... Apprentice. Like the Apprentice, is yes. literally threatening people in the White House... Getting all in their face, according to the headlines, saying, oh, and remember, we're keeping a record of the black journalist. And then just like, oh, I never said that. But yes, it is the White Girl. House Apprentice. Um, what is it? The Apprentice, the White on. House edition. They need to turn the cameras on. You gotta Girl, be, you know the cameras well, are because on. Because they on Twitter every day. They really are. <laughs> like, the CNN are keeps putting the camera in Kellyanne's face and all their faces. I mean, Flynn just a couple weeks ago was caught leaking some shit. So like, you might as well. I mean, at this point, I would fucking watch. So just real quick, because we got to wrap up this segment. Because we want to talk about black talk women. To, yes, and we want to talk to TT. Um, but pretty much he got fired because he lied to P- Pence um, and other White House officials about his conversations with Russian ambassador to the United States. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, what? the rise of the Kremlin, you know, is just still happening. I mean, Russia was on, was 30 miles away. A spy ship was spotted about 30 miles away from Connecticut, which there was a submarine base, according to Fox News, and there was no alarm or anything. It was strange. They're like, they're here visiting again. I mean, they just about to come over here and put their flag down, because, I mean, it's theirs anyway. <laughs> then we have Kelly Ann, who I find this very interesting because she's just, she's the shining star of the of the Trump White House. And then literally in the blink of an eye, she's no longer seen as value. Kelly Ann and fell from grace, y'all. Because one, she didn't know that Flynn was finna get fired. So she got on TV talking, oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he good. We Gucci over here. Don't you worry about the GOP, Kellyanne, and us over here with the Donald Trump. We good. We Gucci. Don't worry about nothing. Life of a wife. You stay over there. Shout out to Andy. <laughs> Life of a wife. <laughs> Well, her ass is almost out of here. And she messed around, didn't have her facts correct, and old, old and buddy this, stepped this down. One, on this one. And basically, journalists started putting together that not only has she been spitting lies for, like, ever now, um, she also doesn't have an inside status with this uh, administration. So mm-hmm. why do we keep bringing her? And the administration is slowly uh, is distancing, yeah. distancing themselves from her because she got on one appearance and started uh, promoting your uh, Ivanka Trump shit. Yeah, but Go like, buy is it. that not what Donald Trump also did? Like 
This literally makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I think this goes back to what we've said on the mixtape. Like, they're literally, they have no loyalty, baby. No. That means anybody can go at any time. Pawns on the chessboard, baby. Like, uh-huh. you will go before I do. That is for sure. That's for damn sure. Because uh-huh. I like this good-ass White House job. I will say, if we're going to take bets on who's going to win this season finale, I'm betting on Omarosa. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, mind you, I don't agree with Omarosa. Not one I single still fucking can't tell. bit. Every time I see Omarosa's last name in print, I'm like, ew, don't you ever let them do that again. Should have been Duncan. Uh, I know. R.I.P. Rest in peace. <laughs> Omarosa is a legend to all of this. She has figured out how to remain relevant. And we still don't know what she do for real. We don't know. All we know is Omarosa is a villain, um, a bad person in all these scenarios. And I already told you, this is nothing but reality television. I just told y'all that a spy ship, a Russian spy ship was spotted, <laughs> according to Fox News today when I got up. And then two seconds later... I read that Oprah then dropped off a piece of tape at the damn Senate <laughs> on the Please. person that's trying to be the labor secretary. And now he's gone. I don't know about y'all, but this sounds like an episode of Scandal. I don't know what. If it is not a scandal, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Because, like, you know what's hilarious, too? People used to dog the fuck out of Scandal because they were like, this is so inaccurate to DC <laughs> Live. This isn't real. Well, I'd be goddamn if we don't look here. Trust black women. Ten times better than House of Cards at this point. I mean... And moral message. You see Coretta was talking to us from the yes, grave. Yes, ma'am. Like, that was a living, breathing letter of that nigga. Shout out to Malaya. <laughs> <laughs> Coretta Scott King said, all my husband did was learn how to do an absentee ballot. (laughs) The only sin that he has committed is doing it better than y'all. That's literally what the letter says. Like, it's great. It's awesome. But still, that wasn't enough. Jeff Sessions is still here. Still here. Approved. But Oprah Winfrey. Thank you. Said, I will not be deterred. I will not be dismayed. I've been on TV for years. I, I have my clips. Do you have your clips? Because I I saw y'all y'all lost Coretta's letter. I saw y'all try to... I'm going to drop this one off myself. myself. <laughs> Here's the USB, the DVD, and it's on the cloud. It's minute 32, 34 <laughs> seconds. Um, She says, and I quote... <laughs> Y'all, so by by the time this evening f- hit, we no longer have this man <laughs> trying to be the labor secretary. Andrew Putster, he, who is anti-union, anti-labor, pro-wage theft. You know what your job <laughs> should be? Oh, you hate labor? You should be over labor. Labor secretary. That would be great for you. This man is so anti-labor. You know y'all ch- beloved and cherished Labor Day. Probably wouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> you niggas will have to work 60 hours a week without time and a half. With six-year-olds. 
this is all alleged, by the way, because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> um, but because Oprah was mighty enough and strong enough to be like, hey, I got this footage from the Oprah show. It looks like his, his ex-wife said he used to beat her. Andrew Putzer has withdrawn. <laughs> he didn't want no other shit. He's like, listen, I was married to her and I know she telling the truth. I used to beat her ass. I just don't want no more interviews because, look. I don't have to answer these questions. She already get on my nerves when I drop off the alimony check. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need her talking to y'all. I don't need that. Because Not over the, Trump. Have you seen the video of her talking on Oprah? I haven't watched it. It's great. Yet. She looks awesome, too. Just giving us <laughs> 80s realness, talking about how this man was trash. She wow. said that my husband is a public figure. Mm. He promised me that I wouldn't be able to tell this story. Girl, thank you, Oprah. Oprah said, I can't wait till you back on TV, girl. I was reviewing footage for Super Soul Sunday on the OWN Network. I was like, hold on, that name look familiar. Run that back. Oh, so I just want to say how black women have taken fuck Trump a step further. Amen. Has gone beyond this cliche, beyond the cliche of resisting. And it's just going for the yeah. cabinet, the administration, just brick by brick. Just taking that shit apart. As Rep Maxine Waters lets you know, look here, I ain't got to move for impeachment. He going to do it himself, darling. <laughs> I'll be I, there to catch it. I'll be there to catch it. I will I, certainly cast my vote. Look here. I've been talking about Russia before they showed up on the banks of Connecticut. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Maxine Waters ain't having the bullshit. She was on TV again. They just like not even media prepping her. They just like, just talk about how you were saying it in the office earlier today. Miss Waters <laughs> has no credibility. <laughs> When she does the hand, it just reminds me. I, I bet Tina Knowles did that hand movement when she was talking about, you know what's aggravating? You know what I hate? I love when a black woman starts talking about something they hate or something that gets on their nerve, bitch. I'll be convinced. <laughs> Anyhow. And I last, just because we have to, because white people have lost it. Um, white people is boycotting Netflix. Because they don't, they don't know what the word racism means. That's pretty much it. White people are boycotting Netflix because they have premiered the promo for the Dear White People TV series. If you remember, Dear White People was a movie that came out in 2014. It was okay. Um, It wasn't my particular ministry. But, I mean, some people needed it. However, I do respect black folks who are still trying to be patient and let y'all know, you know, <laughs> that you ain't supposed to put on blackface for for Halloween. Personally, I'm at a point where I'm just going to slap the shit out you. you <laughs> I'm saying that. If you don't know this shit yet, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> when I found myself in college literally having that, that conversation, first off, do you know how stupid you looked with, look with your face painted yellow? Mm. Why are you doing this? Lost a friend that day. Got- lost a friend? No, lost teeth. <laughs> you gonna be toothless yeah, with them Trump supporters, goddamn. Just That's like what that. I know. Just like that. Bam. 
It be people who vote Democrat too, Look, still paint their face. It's black. too many think pieces out here right now to still be exchanging words. Like my niggas is writing seven fifty thousand easy every Halloween. Like y'all <laughs> campaigns, picture campaigns, emails. My body isn't a costume. Just, I mean, I've gotten the message. <laughs> Why haven't y'all? I don't understand why we still in this bullshit. And also, to be clear, white people, there, I don't know where y'all got this white genocide bullshit from, but it's just not a thing for you. Yes. So to explain, white people see this promo and start just get into a thumb Twitter frenzy with themselves talking about Netflix <laughs> has decided to endorse and promote a Netflix series that is anti-white and promotes white genocide all because the lead character in the promo tells them that they cannot do black face for Halloween. So <laughs> white people though you literally have to walk this shit back to ground one. And this is why we have to use, like, people here, white people have no self-control in here hyperbole. But literally, let's think about this. Amen. Nothing happened in the promo. Y'all can watch it yourselves. Y'all can look up. Y'all can Google Dear White People series Netflix. It'll come right up. The black girl, the the main character, I assume, names acceptable costumes. Like, it's a long list. She names about 10 to 15 costumes. Options, bitch. That just giving you options. But she says, list of things that you shouldn't wear. Me. And people are saying that is white genocide, folks. Y'all are out of Get control. Get your aunts get your uncles 53 percent of white women voted for trump i need y'all to organize your anonymous ass egg having ass uncle profile avatar <laughs> having ass nephew great great niece i don't know i don't i don't know how y'all family set up i just need y'all <laughs> To, you know, just really ramp up this family organizing shit. Like, every time you see an egg just tweeting something racist, just report it. Um, use you know, your fingers. Use your fingers. Go ahead, just send them some stuff. Like, I don't I don't know. Get into some beef, some Twitter beefs over this shit. Because this Start shit fighting. is dangerous. Yeah, like, and it's like, why is it okay? Is it not the same when we have movies around slavery? Like... The butler, but most of the people in there are white watching it. No one's like, cancel this movie because <laughs> like they're treating us and spitting in our face, and you know, you know, it's an interesting narrative. And it's like, here's one little joke, and you you guys are constantly preaching we're oversensitive, but here's one sitcom. Or even I remember, Girl. I remember Donald Trump tweeting about blackish. What if we made a, a TV series called Whitish? I bet people would be, you know, you know, hoorah over that. But it's just like, do you not understand what this really... Like, you're the majority. Like, you're telling us to stop being sensitive, but you're being so sensitive. Sensitive as fuck. Rather, and literally taking it to the extreme of making everyone uncomfortable. Every time I get on HBO Go, Rebel Wilson has another film in which she casually mentions something racist as fuck while she puts on a stiletto. And if anything, this is also what I have a problem with is I don't really want to defend Netflix. No. Because I logged on to Netflix, HBO Go in February and literally can't find any movies 
that are made for black people that aren't fucking stage plays or that aren't ones we've seen multiple times over and over and over again. Mm. Literally, no one is creating content for us. Mm. Y'all not even trying to get the rights to old content that we enjoy. Why can't I watch Martin? Where is fucking In Living Color? Where is Love Jones? People have been asking white people to treat us with humanity now since Phyllis Wheatley. Like, who was the first one writing about <laughs> the, the damn injustices of slavery? Like, Frederick Douglass done wrote y'all some shit. Ida B. Wells done wrote y'all some shit. People start Henrietta uh, Lacks and donated a whole ass <clears throat> womb to y'all to figure out science. No, y'all, she didn't donate. Y'all took yeah, her uterus. She, her uterus was stolen. You have Ida B. Wells talking about lynching. We got we got Sojourner Truth asking y'all, ain't I a woman? Like, I don't know what more we can do, say, mm-hmm. to appeal to the moral conscience of white people. I know for sure that Stokely Carmichael, who was soon later, soon thereafter, Kwame Ture said, Trying to appeal to the moral conscience of people who have none. <laughs> I just think that they don't want to see black people be joyful and happy. No. And actually, we're so resilient and we take everything that you take away from us and still make something out of nothing. And I think that, you know, universally, the, the media and the mainstream don't understand it. So when they see we, us becoming empowered by the very antithesis of the things that we shouldn't be empowered by, they get scared. So then they make us try to hate ourselves more or, or make us feel like we're doing something wrong when we actually make comedy out of what you already made comedy right. out of. But now we're taking ownership of our own identity and mm-hmm. saying, yeah, you don't do this type of stuff. And it sounds much cooler coming out of our mouths because it's natural. So I just think, that's why I think this mixtape is important because it's like the Black Joy mixtape. It's like as much as you go in about real things, but the ultimate thing is about finding joy and just being mm-hmm. who you are and being black and being a woman. And just really like, I think that's so important. You know what I mean? They don't want to see, they don't want you to be happy out there. They don't want you to have joy. They don't want you to succeed. And they want to take your Grammys. They they want we y'all. You know we getting ready for this Beyonce section. That's you why we trying to rush through this shit. <laughs> Thank you, TT, because that was a great <laughs> nice segue. segue, right? I just want to say real quick. So since we are in the Black Women Jubilee, you know, jam of the hour. Shout out to Mary Pat Hector, a nineteen year old Spelmanite um, student who's making history as the youngest person to run for office in Georgia. Amen. Um, she is running for the new city of Stonecrest election for city council. There was a little bit of controversy. Her hating ass opponent was trying <laughs> to find some rule or something around, you know, you have to be 21 to run. Lies. And um, she was like, oh, 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 no, not according to the charter, baby. I can run. And it turns out they, they are going to let um, Miss Mary Pat run. And we are so excited. It kind of speaks to what we were talking about last week 
around Trayvon Martin's parents who are considering running for public office. We need to run. Mm-hmm. We have to, no matter what. It'll be even better if you all decide to run as a ticket. Start yes. organizing, start talking, start really talking to your community around the needs. That you know, take a year, figure it out. Like, just talk to people, shake hands, and like, if y'all want to run for judge, city council, mayor, you know, foreman, whatever you your local elections call for, y'all should definitely run as a ticket. This is lit. This is the wave. This is where we're going. Amen. Because, you know, clearly they can't do it. Nope. <laughs> and in addition to that, I saw a couple of y'all with this interesting headline around Anthony Anderson. Um, and actually, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and give him realest nigga of the week. No, we're giving his mother the realest nigga of the week. I would like to give it to both of them. And here's why. I can see why. Because he did tell the story, huh? Well, not only that, he did tell the story. And I appreciate a nigga who does his due diligence to learn how to eat some pussy. So, yes, we got to give his mom the credit. But the fact that he retained that information and is letting people know, I know how to eat pussy. Because of my mother. Because of my mother. And I know people hit that at first. It was like, oh, God, it's so weird. Blah, blah, blah. But you should, you should absolutely. I mean, Carol Phillips got all the ill-ass sex education for your ass. Like, my mom be spitting sex ed around some things. I mean, some of her shit a little off. Some of her shit a little off. <laughs> the story I always tell, I don't even know that how That 80 sex ed. That 80 sex ed, bitch. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to give him a shout out because I think sex ed should also be a conversation with your parents. A lot of times when we think about sex ed, one, lots of states don't have comprehensive sex ed. Right. And then two, we never teach about pleasure. Mm-hmm. And when I think about consent and um, being able to ne- negotiate sex, that for me as a black woman, really learning how to center my pleasure enables me to be able to say yes and no to yep. sex in different ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you know that this sex actually isn't enjoyable, mm-hmm. that I actually don't like this, this isn't fun for me, or you're doing this wrong, right. to be able to know what that is and identify it and to have someone switch is a great skill to have. Yeah, so to give it a little more context, uh, Anthony Anderson appeared on one of those late night shows. I can't remember which one. Conan O'Brien. Is it Conan? Yep. Child, I be sleep. Um, and I'm just tired I of white. That's what I was about to say. And I'm just tired of all these white men in late night. You know, hire the Black Joy mixtape. Um, so <laughs> Conan literally is asking a question. I forget which. I watched the video. It was a long time ago. I told y'all my leg hurt and I'm congested. I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. Of course, Conan can't believe it. Is trying to act all Everyone's disgusted. acting like it's weird. But Anthony proceeds to talk about how his mom made a vow that because their father, Anthony Anderson's father, could not eat pussy, yes. she refused to raise young people in this world who do not know anything about women's pleasure. So she invested in videos, diagrams, and a plethora of other things that for whenever Anthony, his friends, came over, she just took out the chart. This is like, this is what you do. This is a a labia. This is a (laughs) clitoris. There you go. You know, just things. There's layers. There's pieces. Things you need to know. God damn it. So, and my God, 
And some of y'all still don't know. And apparently, I started looking at Anthony Anderson's gap. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he proceeds to talk about how he would eat pussy, pussy. and tell his lover that, yes, my mother taught me that. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, what? And then he'd call his mama, and then she'd be like, did he do it right or not? Now, of course, it was a joke. I think that part is a joke. But that could totally be reality. The point remains... Anthony Anderson, his mom, real niggas of the week. Fuck with it. Y'all, talk about your pleasure way more. Talk uh, with your friends, your family. I'm just so confused how that became like a weird headline. I don't know. Like, like a bunch of people are like, ew. And I'm like, so y'all don't want your parents to teach you about sex ed? I don't understand. I think there are boundaries, right? So oh, yes. Of, of course, mean, geez, we're talking about privilege. We're talking about a woman teaching a young boy, you know, mm-hmm. her son, how to pleasure a woman. We can get into what would have happened if he happened to be the same gender loving, et cetera, et cetera. And it could be uncomfortable if it was the reverse, right? We don't know. We don't need fathers teaching young girls nothing. If it's, a, if it's comprehensive and <laughs> age of... Well, when you think... I, I would disagree a little bit. Like, what mm-hmm. if your father is the only one raising you? Are you then left to... In, in a state like Ohio, where you don't mm-hmm. have comprehensive sex ed, are you then left to your own devices to figure out what pleasure is with all these different pieces I think are. that's what I mean to say is I would prefer a father to teach about pleasure more so than teaching a girl how to please a man because a lot right. of our sex is already rooted in how do you please a man. I mean, if you True. look up how to give head, like there's a, a black woman with a, a orange and, you know, <laughs> these crazy fruit. noises, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> giving you technique. Like, but... Yep. There isn't a whole lot of education or any, a lot of discussion about pleasure for women. So that's what I mean by, so of course I don't mean nothing. I'm just saying that the lesson looks different if it's a father with a young girl. It's about, you know, him making sure that she knows one, her body is hers and two, she's deserving of all the pleasure and three about consent and about what, what are the ways in which men will try to, um, influence or or deny mm-hmm. her ability to say no and the the strategies for navigating that teaching her to be proud of herself of her body not police how she dresses right. so like we can talk about the full range of what does it mm-hmm. mean for a father to have these discussions yeah we can laugh and talk about anthony anderson's mother and i'm pretty sure these lessons like she gave them way more than pussy eating lessons i'm sure yeah a woman with diagrams and videos and all she of that. Gotta just be teaching how to put on a condom. Gotta what be to doing. do with it after you're done. Just, like just knowing the Lord's work. Yes, you know. And so. God bless black moms. They are always holding it down. So great. And sex ed is so important. <laughs> I had to always lie on my little permission forms and forge my parents' signature because I grew up with both parents, but we never talked about sex. So everything mm. you just talked about, I actually had to figure out on my own. Whether it came to boys, girls, just natural human relations. I figured it out in high school. Now, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. This is the moment y'all been waiting for along with having T.T. the Artist on on the show. Amen. And I'm just so happy T.T. the Artist is here to really add some more to this discussion. But I'm sorry, y'all. 
We sat here prepping for this Black Joy mixtape, and we not only reviewed Beyonce's current Grammy performance, in mm-hmm. which she embodied the God that she is, mm-hmm. to present to us live on stage. The cr- a creator in which she is. The creator. Currently creating as performing with you know. us today. Um, we reviewed all of her performance, all of her major performances over the last few years since the visual albums. And she's just come leaps and bounds. If you look at the way of the American Music Awards um, performance when she was being honored and the LED lights there versus <laughs> the holograms that were at the Grammys. Just like... How many Beyonce's are on this stage? How many blues are running around right now? Just several blues. How is that possible? Just, is her mama sitting up there? I know her mama just introduced did, her. But how did she change so quickly? Looking like virtual reality black goodness. God damn it. And then she snapped her fingers. And it was just black women just sitting. Here all of us. Just wearing different versions gorgeous. of yellows and other comp- colors that complement it. I just want to say, <laughs> just clarify, Beyonce is giving us another version of black motherhood, honoring black, black motherhood, because we live in a world where black mothers are not valued. No. That are constantly told what they're doing is wrong. We even see Beyonce, for instance, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Last week, was it last week? Like, Beyonce puts out her pregnancy photos and white women literally tell her, you're wrong for doing that. Mm -hmm. So it's always on trial. So to see imagery where a black woman who's actively pregnant be worshipped like with intention because I also hold like somebody was like I'm so tired of this I don't know what Beyonce is doing etc I was like isn't that the point of a baby shower mm-hmm. you literally bring gifts you set them at the mother's feet you put and them in a fancy ass chair you put them in a fancy ass chair you play, play these ridiculous ass games all to exalt the fact that she is about to drop some human with a spine fingers and toes, Mm -hmm. that she is growing in her body for the better part of a year, 10 months. Yeah. (laughs) And we can, and I feel like it was an example of universe, like worshiping mothers universally, because when we don't think a mother, specifically a black mother, and mind you, Jay-Z is in none of these images, right? Jay-Z is in none of these images. That kind of representation of a black pregnant woman is never exalted. Mm -hmm. If you are not married, intentionally partnered, if you don't have a certain amount of money, there are so many stories. I know Gloria talks about how like in Jen Stowe, they talk about how they weren't even photographed when they were when they were pregnant Mm -hmm. because there was so much shame around it. Mm My sister is the same way. She didn't even have a baby shower. Like, there is so much stigma for black motherhood. And this woman literally exalted herself in a way we actually have never seen before. Mm-mm. And it honestly reminded me of the Equine Ida retreat last year. Oh, my God, year. girl. Alicia Walters was pregnant, and we threw her a ceremony and where someone washed her feet. Mm-hmm. There was singing. There was gift-giving. And I just feel like those kind of images, I think Beyonce's a trendsetter in a lot of ways. 
And I think this is a great opportunity for Beyonce not only to say, hey, I am great. I keep producing these great ass children and I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, just like my mother. I'm just like my mother and her mother and her mother. And I just really praise hips that cracked. Um, <laughs> As she mm-hmm. ships her weight on the other <laughs> Hips that cracked. It's just amazing. But we, we need to really just exalt and praise black mothers. Especially those who decide to carry and you know mothers look all kinds of ways right they don't have to look like beyonce and i don't feel like beyonce is saying we have to look like her but beyonce is definitely telling us well it's black history month motherfuckers i'm pregnant and uh yeah y'all need a, a black madonna venus ass motherfucker on your wall venus in the half shell, bitch. you know mm-hmm. learn about oshun while you at it girl i can't wait till next week's episode oh malaya malaya's gonna come and just wax the orishas for you niggas, but tt is gonna here. be great but tt is here <laughs> did you love the performance tt oh man that was like so ethereal and i just think it's the artist at his best like I don't think Beyonce at this point is even worried about a a check or anyone's validation. She keeps telling us that on the tracks. Yeah, I think she's just really creating, and I've been waiting to see this Beyonce for a while. And it's like, I like to see an artist evolve and grow. So I think everything she's doing is right. Like, as long as she keeps doing it, she's only doing it for her. And just the people that really appreciate can value it. Like, I think she's on the right track. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, came up this week so clear is about Beyonce being snubbed for artists um, for record of the year as mm. well as album yeah. of the year. Um, even in doing some research around that, I found out that there are like 75 categories for the Grammys and only nine are presented on air even. Mm. And even when we think about how Chance the Rapper got on that stage being kind of an independent artist, um, you know, he had a great night. Like, he won a bunch of awards that night. But I'm more so focused on Beyonce being a black woman and being at the top of her career, literally producing content that we've never seen before and missing recognition. And as, like... Not missing. Not like, missing, Like, the fact like that she not, was nominated for nine categories and it should have been ten. So, back on Cecily's episode, we were talking about how the country category mm-hmm. folks or whatever the recording academy refused daddy lessons so from the jump before we even get to album of the year we're already being confronted with racism the beehive was just on vacation at that point and just was like we just gonna see how y'all gonna act before we turn up that's what cecily said and i (laughs) believed her (laughs) <laughs> and then we turned up on you niggas. and we turned up but we have to because the recording academy reliable sources are saying that the recording academy had the audacity to have a meeting about beyonce to say we feel like she's trying to cheat us by having music in all these categories cheat y'all now if y'all listen to lemonade Is beyonce russia she she just 30 miles from Connecticut just sitting on the the shore bitch (laughs) waiting to fuck y'all up waiting to leak these emails no Beyonce literally is creating the authentic music to her so Beyonce 
I've read a few articles. Beyonce knew. It was very clear that Beyonce, when Beyonce came out with that gold piece of paper, I was like, oh, child, it's time to go to bed. Because mm-hmm. why is she coming out here with this good paper? Girl. But she proceeds to lay out details, just matching gold on gold on gold. gold my sister made sure I printed this out in my veil, gold all in my tail. So there was an um, extra gold bedazzlement face on her belly. She had on twelve million dollars of diamonds. I'm tired. Um, six for each child. What a Carly in B. When you got on that much ice, you gotta be cold. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wear a fur. You gotta wear a fur, <laughs> huh? <laughs> so she literally lays out the thesis of lemonade in this thank you speech for Urban Contemporary. She's like, oh, I want to make sure that my children and their children's children see themselves, whether it's from. The, the Super Bowl, Bowl, the Grammys, the Olympics, and wherever the hell else they want to be. The White House. <laughs> they should be able to look up and see a nigga like them. Yeah. Thank That's you. It. Even in the country music category. So then DJ Khaled just dropped Shining. Shining. Shining, yeah. That Tony Braxton note just really yeah. is giving me my life. And I think even we, when we <laughs> met TT, it was along the lines of talking about black women taking up space yeah. in this industry. And like how we need each other to take up space in this industry. Yeah, and that new Beyonce track is, has a very, very 90s vibe to it. It's like, mm. it's just feel good, you know? Mm. I think the tempo is up. And I just think it just, again, shows that, I mean, she's unbothered. Like, mm. she's really unbothered at this point. And, you know, but I can relate to her in so many ways where you as an artist, you just kind of keep putting putting the thing, putting the content out, putting your best foot forward. And it, it just really doesn't become about people validating you. Although it's just messed up that you do so much and they just rob you of mm-hmm. your, 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 you know, what's due to you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how I feel about Beyonce with the Grammys. She definitely like went far and beyond what the average artist does. If you think about any black or white pop artist right now Nobody. who's relevant, it's not a lot of artists that's putting that much, that much production and um, create creativeness into their show sets mm-hmm. and being a good person because yeah. my my coworker, not even being not even being a diva when she has every right to be yeah. my co-worker has made the argument that kanye west really did start the visual album thing and like for a while they dark twisted yeah yeah no totally. michael jackson did yeah <laughs> but recently bringing it back like a whole giving you visuals for a whole thing but like kanye also he, I feel like he stays the course, but then he doesn't sometimes. He gets so frustrated and he tosses the shit away. I'm not really interested in Kanye. Yeah, I'm not I don't really think sure. Who is that? <laughs> I mean, Kanye, like, is now. Who is that? I mean, he, he went to the Lower East Side. Are you New talking York. about the, the man who dropped College Dropout? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. he gets inspired by the art kids. He's out there with the art kids, yeah. and now he takes that inspiration and, like, I just think that he has to realize there's kids who actually went to art school for design. There's kids who actually can actually sew scene by scene a piece and they're not out here being that boastful and that brideful and acting like somebody owed him something. Like, you got to work. If anything, you were able to use your celebrity to get mm-hmm. on an NYF, you know, in New York Fashion Week stage or to display. So you can't expect when you get a critique 
um, by people who are in the industry who are professional and been doing this for years, just like in the music business. If you want to talk about bars, you you might can't really go at Kanye like that. He's going to bring his bars. But, like, you're in the fashion world now, and you just kind of feel like people owe you something. When at the end of the day, I know so many uh, interns and so many college kids that went to school for fashion, studied it, and they're just fighting to even get on the New York Fashion Week stage. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like... Although I think Kanye is a genius in his own right, I do think that there's instances where I just think he blows things to the next level where, like, he sometimes needs to sit back and take the criticism and evaluate it. Like, I, as an art student myself, like, I went to art college, you know, yeah. so I know I work so with fabrics, I work with mediums, I, I watch Jeff Koons, and I love Basquiat and Keith Haring and Warhol, you know, but I'm not saying I'm them. Like, I'm not saying I'm Walt Disney. I'm not saying those things because I'm not them. Like, to even say you're And black women, because TT makes bangers, and black women need to claim. Like, I'm me. So, like, while I I don't want to get on the Kanye tangent, because, yeah, it could be a tangent. Kanye, (laughs) you fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can delete all the Trump tweets you want. You still ain't saying nothing, so. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I think Kanye does create a lane for black folks to talk about themselves just like that. Mm. Because the thing is, we've had so many black geniuses. Like, we don't even talk about George Washington Carver as a genius, but we love talking about an Einstein, right? Mm. Every time you turn around, mm. some black kid, whenever they score really well on the IQ test... They're saying he's the next Einstein and not the next George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver fucked up the peanut, goddamn. <laughs> Found all the ways. Waxing just waxing it. Just finessing it. Just letting you know. <laughs> you didn't even know you could do no nuts like this before. <laughs> I love boiled peanuts. <laughs> so, like, why not? And I think going back to, you know... I think, to me, the Grammys really show... And Beyonce being so great, being so at the top of her her game while Mm -hmm. being pregnant with twins, just really highlighted white mediocrity to me. From the the way the Grammys started, (laughs) with Homeboy tripping down the steps, I'm like, oh, great, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad you all know you aren't good enough and someone actually should be hosting this, but they don't have that opportunity. I, I love Adele. Adele has been one of my favorite artist. I played the fuck out of Chasing Pavements. I did. Bitch, I played that shit so many times and I was going through a breakup when it came out. And every... And do you think we would still be talking... Literally, if Rihanna... If Rihanna misses a note right now, she'll be dragged for the next month. Mariah Carey. Let a, Mariah Carey. Dragged her Y'all were day. so upset about all And day. I literally I had this conversation on Twitter. They're like, well, Mariah Carey wasn't, didn't apologize. And what? So what? And what? So she kind of did. She did. She tweeted. Sorry to my fans. Um, there was some technical issues. when you show- She wrote a whole open but letter But like the that. fact that y'all demand graciousness out of black um, women instead of like... She dropped Adele dropped two f bombs. Janet Jackson. She didn't even show a nipple. (laughs) Justin Timberlake pulled her costume wrong. And we ain't seen Janet on a on a big stage prime time since. So Adele not only gets up there, sing. Look at her first performance. She's sitting up there looking like. 
she done had a real bad day. Like, it's just been long. She tired. She just trying to get through this song the best Second she can. In a row. Just standing there. Just looking so hurt. Looking like, I, I know what I'm going to order in and out this time. <laughs> Last year, I was not prepared. This year, I know exactly what I want. I want a strawberry shake, fries. <laughs> anyway, she gets to the second performance, which is a George Michael tribute. Tribute. A song that you've heard a million times. She done slowed it down because she wants it to be in the same genre as 21, 32, and whatever the fuck other <laughs> album it is. Because honestly, like, why, like y'all, y'all can have Adele. Y'all really can. But I've been saying since 2011, Jasmine Sullivan sounds better. And if you don't agree with that, understand... That the reason why Jasmine Sullivan isn't in the conversation with Adele, even though she gave you reality show, reality show is a banger. That project was popping. It was she not only because Adele can't even draw inspiration from nobody but herself. Jasmine Sullivan literally gave you herself, gave you a a bad bitch with a gun, gave you another bad bitch with a rapper. She gave you bad bitch Cardi B, bad bitch, just a whole project. And then she ended it with Mona Lisa. Talking I about I'm a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But that's some real empowerment, right? Some there. real empowerment. And Adele has Hello. That's a song that's about her future self telling her younger self it's okay. But it's so sad and drab <laughs> that niggas think it's an old lover who found your number <laughs> in an old phone. Like that's not Hello. I'm sorry. I could make it halfway through that song and I'm just like, next, 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 next. I can only listen to the DC no, Go-Go version. But Go-Go like, and New Orleans Bounce. But wait, those are the only two Adele songs I can tell you the names of by heart. Yes, Chasing Payments and Hello. I don't know any other. What's the other song. song on 25? What did 25 change? What did it move? Sing a verse. Was there another video after Hello? It's in my little town. You don't even know the words. words. <laughs> that was that album. I feel Wait. like I've been listening to that song for the last five yeah, years. Yeah, that was but I also will also say. Also, 25, honestly, it was shocking to me that at one album of the year, because if 25 was in the same category as 21, it wouldn't win album of the no, year. No, and that's nope. also because when she was promoing, if I remember it correctly. Now, don't get me wrong. Adele is a lovely person. I love watching an Adele interview. I can pass on a performance. But <laughs> I just remember when she was interviewing, she was like, well, I'm 28 now. I mean, this is 25. I'm kind of tired of doing these. The next album will not be an age album. Like, I just felt like she just was trying to complete a trilogy here. Um, and that's why it's not really an iconic album, because... I definitely <laughs> didn't understand the hype around this particular album to win over Lemonade. That, to me, was... If we were... To, I'm telling you, even if we were talking about 21, I would be like, Maybe. Maybe these things deserve to be higher. But also, Beyonce lost the Beyonce visual album to Beck. 
And I don't even know what a Beck is. Skeleton crew. So it's <laughs> there's no there's no point to me in even laying out all the ways that lemonade was better because we know that. Because HBO the gave you lemonade is, for free. Come on. The issue is the Academy is literally not recognizing no. the best art. So if you all aren't able to see the best music out there in order to award it album of the year, then you are no longer relevant. But these are the same people that was going to let racism keep them from the moon. Yeah. This is, these are the same folks who are going to let Russia invade this motherfucker because Maxine Waters is the one that's ringing the alarm around Russia. Right? Like, so... I mean, y'all can keep repeating history. Y'all can continue to be victims of your mediocrity if you want to. I'm just saying my niggas Change know how course. to get to the moon. Change course. Change. I mean, it was just, I feel like that was the universe that literally clapped back just in case anybody was like, oh, well, you know, Adele did have a really good album. It was like Adele didn't get through one of her performances that same night. So, just looking at those facts alone, bitch. She literally had to hit the fucking replay button on live television. Beyonce said, I... Oh, I'm sorry. And Beyonce literally had hydraulics on her (laughs) shit and a visual art piece behind her. And all Adele had to do was sit there with a mic and sing. And look constipated. I just had to think about what was going on in Beyonce's mind when Adele was giving that speech because I felt like I I mean that's just like when it's like if you're playing a basketball game and you win the championship and you're like LeBron you're such a great player you know but I'm Steph Curry like I mean it's almost like I feel like although Beyonce being Beyonce she's going to be gracious and she's going to be but I think those tears was just like no I really feel like I was supposed to be up there. Like, and I just feel like that. I feel like, and then you're, you're making it worse. Like, oh, you're making it worse yeah. by telling me, oh my God, and my black friends make, you make my black friends feel so empowered. And I just was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Like, are you, you, you said thank you. You gave me a shout out. Like, just girl, get back to your. your, your yeah, your it's a punch in the face. I'm just kind of feeling yeah. some type of way right now, and I just need you to like keep it moving. And then the media, the next day, it's all about her and. Her, how she's, you know, thanking Beyonce. Right. It's not even, you know, I just. I think Adele did a I good job. And then I it. also just want to mention, too, when people are like, well, Beyonce didn't make the, do the Lemonade for an award. Did you see how many people were behind Adele when she won that award? Right? All these white men. Same thing happened with when Taylor Swift won. You're literally on some, giving a feminist speech and you literally couldn't find any women to work on your project. I think this was a moment for Beyonce to get a Grammy Award winning album for folks like um, Ingrid. Ingrid. For people like um, the poet who wrote on her album. Like, there Warshaw. was so. Warshaw. This would have been a Grammy for Warshaw, y'all. Mike Wheel. Like, when we really <laughs> think about this woman has fired a whole band to get women on board. It's not just about Beyonce anymore. She has made it very clear that it's about her and she's bringing a gang of motherfuckers with her. So that loss, I feel like it was hurtful for her, but think of all the collaborators, all the new people who could have gotten album of the year and a Grammy on their names from the visual album as well as this one. One thing I do know though is 
It's similar to Maxine. When Maxine Waters says, I don't have to impeach him, he's going to impeach himself. Yeah. I feel like Beyonce is also saying, I I don't have to say anything about me being a, historic, a historian, a legend, an icon. The history will write itself. Y'all going to have to play back Grammys. Y'all going to have to play back this performance. And 20 years from now, y'all are going to have to explain yourselves. Yeah. I I did my part. I brought my speech on gold paper. <laughs> Y'all will play that back as well, goddamn. <laughs> like hard stop gold paper. It was hard stop. <laughs> oh, it was, it was like boom, here it is. That could have very well been the paper in the back, but Beyonce was smart enough to use it, goddamn. Yes, exactly. Why would Beyonce carry around a crumble up piece of white paper? Ugh. No. No. She did, never. She's very classy. That looked like a thank you card. <laughs> it was for a graduation she party. A wedding invite like it looked like a 16 hours baby shower invitation. It, was it looked lit. like her thank you notes, bitch. It was like an invitation From to me, the Wizard of Oz. From me, Jay, and Blue, we thank you for yeah. watching this sickening performance. The history books will show that HBO found Lemonade important enough to not only negotiate this wonderful deal, but to also offer HBO for the free. So... Not only that, not only did Beyonce have y'all glued to a television on the first day of April, whatever day in April it was. I know it was April, though. Mm -hmm. Um, A little after Prince decided to move on. Literally that same week. Um, Again, the history books are on on her side. Beyonce is keeping... And the reason why I know Beyonce is keeping her own history because she has been keeping and maintaining all her costumes from every performance, every movie, every... Like, she has an archive. She has a team of people Mm. just keeping up with her archives. So, Beyonce, (laughs) y'all can stay in this present if y'all want to. Girl... But uh, she going to keep dropping during February to let y'all know that she was ours. Mm-hmm. As well as letting y'all know that I was the best to ever do it. I was here. It's on an album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the record will reflect. And then when Tidal sent me a fucking notification <laughs> seconds later as I was sad as fuck and said, shine on, baby girl. Yes. Shine it. These babies on my diaphragm. I'm a rap for y'all. So do you think it came down to sales when it it came down to best album? Like, cause why, what, like, what, what really happened? Or was it like a popular vote versus a vote, like in the Grammys (laughs) world, you know? I think white people are just honestly sometimes vicious with the things they don't Mm -hmm. understand. To try and quantify it, to try and quantify their hatred. It's not even worth it. Even when you all tell us to achieve or aspire to these things, you still don't reward us with what we deserve. So I'm not going to come up. I I don't even want to give you all the benefit of the doubt that you're just liking Adele because she printed out physical records and Beyonce chose not to. Fuck that shit, too. White people are so busy trying to distance themselves from their egg having avatar ass cousins who who. Boy, who try to boycott Netflix, but why would I believe if Ray Ray is doing that, Billy Ray is on Twitter talking about white genocide for a Netflix film? Girl, why wouldn't I believe that Sir John in a bow tie and full tuxedo when go to the recording academy and say, I'm not voting for that black bitch? <laughs> I'm sure worse has happened. I mean, Donald Trump came out of this field. And you see what he thinks about us? You, you see 
what what type of policy, what type of infrastructure he's trying to bring to this country. And again, not Trump, nine. <laughs> nine is out here. So like all of that is very connected and it's weaved together. It is a um Patricia Hill Collins calls it a matrix of domination. Mm. So um and when we say matrix, it means that you know, layman's terms, we're talking about culture. We're talking about our institutions, where we get our education. We're talking about politics. Politics. We're just talking about all of it coming together. And it just all weaves together. As black girls are being suspended from schools five times more than their white counterparts, mm-hmm. Beyonce, of course, cannot win a Grammy because she is too audacious. She has too much gall mm-hmm. to be. In multiple categories. How dare she? Let us remind her who the fuck she is and give her urban contemporary. Urban contemporary. And her most important goddamn album for black people ever. Beyonce walked away with two Grammys, y'all. Nominated for nine and it should have been ten. Maybe even twelve. Who knows? Who knows? And that's why, and I just want to say again, the beehive gives me hope. Because Beehive reminds me that it we are capable of defending black women at all costs. Mm-hmm. And if we can do it for Beyonce, we can definitely do it for T.T. the artist. Mm-hmm. And that is why she is joining us here at Black Joy Headquarters. <laughs> you know? When we met you, first off, when you tweeted us, T.T., it was like, wow, that's lit. But then when we met you... T.T. listens to the Black Joy Mixtape. T.T., honestly, do y'all understand... TT is literally at the crib at midnight waxing the mic with us because we asked her to. And that's what black women's support looks like across this shit. From Cecily being on the show to Lauren being on the show, Samantha Masters. Those are people we love who are also brilliant. And the fact that this relationship, this is just another shout out for TT. This relationship transcended to somebody who listened to our mixtape and list and reached out. Like, when we talk about the support, we don't, we, like, honestly fucks with your work. We now, honestly. That was the getcha gotcha. That so, was the getcha <laughs> fucking gotcha. I was though. like, wait, who is this? And then I clicked on a song. We literally were in there editing the mixtape and watching her performance like, God damn, this <laughs> what is, is busting. <laughs> and then legit, Jasmine and I were like, we should send her a message. <laughs> what do we say? Before we could even think to do anything, our niggas reaching out to us. And like that to me is how this, the authentic growth of this mixtape Knowing the story behind you, TT, and your authentic growth, like this is how it's fucking done. So white t- people do this for each other all the time. All the time, girl. So you know, I'm on my nepotist shit. You know, Black Joy <laughs> Mixtape love us some nepotism. You God know, damn it. Um, what's your own? So, TT, tell the people about yourself. What, what, what you want folks to know about you? Man, I just, first and foremost, thank you guys for having me um, up here because I was definitely looking for something that I could really relate to. So when I heard the Black Joy Mixtape, I was like, you know, hey, I I 
they're me. I understand exactly <laughs> the language that these ladies are speaking. And then I saw you guys on a breakfast club and I watch the breakfast club all the time. And I'm always like, dang, you know, I always look at the artists that's on there. I just think about artists like myself who are kind of like just on the come up and just like right there on the brink of just really doing something big and just trying to get more support and cosign. So it's just like, I just naturally reach out to people. I'm an outreacher. I'm a people connector. And so when I heard about you guys, like, it was just a natural thing. And I was excited when y'all hit me back because I already knew we was going to be friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm an artist, you know, born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, but I'm based in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. And that's where I went to school. I went to art college. So, you know, I'm a, I have a bachelor's in fine arts and stuff and video. So the artwork just extends beyond the tracks, y'all. Let's yes, just say. It's crazy. <laughs> the bitch got paintings. <laughs> She also has merchandise. Nasty woman is there also. Oh well, I did a show recently and like uh, I was it was a lot of performance. So a lot of times with my merchandise, I'll just like paint myself because I feel like it's like giving my fans a part of me instead of you know getting screen printed shirts. Like I literally paint like I have the best ideas right before my show. So I paint like thirty t shirts and we sold out all of them. But uh, recently, right before the Women's March, we did uh, nasty women t shirts and this pussy grabs back. And yes, all those shirts sold out. We even sold the shirts <laughs> off our back. So it was really, really crazy. It's like, you know, you just got to get creative when you're an independent artist. You know, you don't always got a budget mm -hmm. to go get a 100 screen printed t-shirts. So you just got to get creative. But I found that doing that lets me connect with people a lot more. You know, they get to really have a piece of me. Word. So tell the people, how, how did you get into rapping, into music? Um, into well, art. I mean, I feel like, well, art is hereditary. My dad, he used to doodle and he was an artist, but he never looked at it as a actual career. It was like a hobby. So mm -hmm. I think I really picked that up genetically, the actually act of being able to draw. But as far as me be, you know, getting into rap and hip hop, I was in high school. I was like a sophomore in high school, just trying to find who I was. And I, you know, I met this girl. Her name was Kamisha, and we met at the cafeteria. <laughs> like real life, her name was Kamisha. Like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> one time like for Kamisha, right? <laughs> yeah, one time for Kamisha. So we like met at the cafeteria, and she used to rap. She looked just like the brat. Like she wore her hair like the brat. It was like late '90s kind of thing. She wore her hair like the brat. And she used to freestyle battle against all the boys at school and win. And I said, yo, I want to be that type of female. Like, when I walk in the room, my voice just commands respect just by the things that I say. And that's actually what inspired me to start getting into rapping. And then later on, you know, now present tense, you know, I've crossed over. and I'm doing dance music now. And I'm able to just be a versatile artist, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Who are the people that TT the artist is listening to? Oh man, my list goes from ratchet to like just <laughs> experimental. But right now, um, I would say on my rap caviar playlist on Spotify, shout out to Spotify because they always have the new stuff. I got 21 Savage. Um, there's this new guy, and I think his name's T Glizzy or something. He got a real crazy track out there. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Is Big Sean. I'm loving Big Sean's new album. I think that album was made. For I me. do too. I'm not even I a Big Sean say. fan, but I love the new direction. <laughs> I'm hoping that like this is where he stay. Like it's really inspirational, and I'm just on this like whole inspirational vibe. We were in the group chat. Missy Elliott dropped. The I'm better visuals. Yes. Oh yeah, and we oh, yes. were acting the fool. Mm-hmm. Especially when she dropped there behind the scenes and them folks on them exercise balls. 
I can still feel my core getting tight just watching it. I feel yeah. sore. It looked it looked She's great. like a dream collaboration. So you talk I was on your Insta story the the other week and you talk a lot about supporting local artists in uh-huh. Baltimore. And I thought that was really interesting, like how you were saying how you know, local local radio stations are embedded in the community, right? We were talking about how important radio has been for, like, Young M.A.'s career and all these different folks um, to the point where, like, execs or, or rappers, when they're in town, they're going to listen to your local radio station in order to know what's going on. And you were just calling them out for not playing local artists. How do local artists really command respect in their local media to help push their artwork in Baltimore? Well, I think it's just crazy because I feel like it's like two ways for artists to really get on this, like either through some cosign or some person with power walking through the door or the streets talking. Um, A lot of times that other situation takes money. It takes some like, you know, bunch of meetings, you know, big talk, big talk, and usually signing your rights away. And I think when the streets start talking, I think that's when you kind of get this whole different culture between artists and radio. Like the radio can't deny when a hundred and something people are calling the radio station requesting your song, right? Mm -hmm. And so... um, I think another thing for me that I've been doing is holding the DJs accountable because I do see a trend where it's like, you know, let's say I've worked, you know, I work and I get a hit single out and then tomorrow the whole radio is calling me. They want to put me on their top five playlist, you know, or mix for the day. Um, I'm getting invited to all types of parties. I mean, that's expected. But at the same time, what is actually stopping them from doing that prior to when they see you're buzzing outside? And a lot of times they see it happening, but just people don't. People are hesitant to reach out and actually help. Mm. So um, I think what I'm doing to kind of combat against that is just I'm taking more ownership of my own journey. I'm not waiting for you to open the door. I'm not waiting for you to give me permission. I'm not waiting for your validation. I'm not waiting for your blog write-up. I'm not waiting for your review. What I'm doing is I'm going to create a movement and connect with the people, and they're going to share it. I won't even have to talk about what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, because Mm -hmm. the people will talk. So I think that that's what you can do as an artist. You just got to take full ownership of what you're doing and just not expect anybody to hand you out or give you or do any favors for you. You just got to go for yours. I feel like that conversation is the real talk of us seeing Chance win a Grammy the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's this whole come up kind of story going on with Chance being an indie artist. So, as a black woman, as a black woman indie artist, Mm -hmm. can you tell us, you know, What's that like? Like day to day, what what challenges come along with that? What opportunities yeah. are there? Like, I mean, it's a whole list. I probably I'm, I'm gonna name like the top four. Like, one is image. You know, you constantly from the time you even open your mouth or step in the door, your image is up for discussion. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what does she look like, and is she marketable? And you know, you know, they want to make you and shape you just out the gate so therefore you lose a bit of time in developing and being taking ownership of who you are and your sound because at that stage in your career your earlier new artists you're just trying to get on you're like i just feel like i got all this talent and you're taking a lot of direction from different people not realizing that everything you have is already there so then you go into phase two where now you're jumping out the box but people not quite ready for it so now all of a sudden they're saying you're ahead of your time or your subject matter doesn't quite fall in line with what's popular so now you're 
you're just kind of feeling like, all right, that's that indie DIY come up, you know? So then you get to this weird gray phase after that where you kind of have one foot in the DIY world and the other foot in the mainstream industry world, and you're combating with both worlds because you got your fan base here that's like, yeah, you just need to be out there and crazy and wild and just be authentic. And then you got the music world that's like, you need to be about your business so that you can continue to be authentic and bring others on board to show that culture you've been talking about forever. So then that's the that's the phase where you got to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Like you really got to lose a bit of yourself on each side and then you got to figure out, well, how can I connect with this outlet and how can I get people to share? It all comes back to sharing. Like how can you get people interested enough to share what you're doing? Yeah. Share TT's work. So <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. SoundCloud, Spotify, just share it. I'm all over the world. I'm you know, I'm trying to go global. I've been global. Like I'm here. <laughs> Black Joy Mixtape, according <laughs> to the stats. We are a global podcast. We so are definitely a global podcast. We see you, South Africa. <laughs> the Netherlands. Guam. <laughs> we pulled our yes. stats. The God real damn. niggas in Philippines. <laughs> I don't know no niggas out in uh Dang, in <laughs> London, but uh shout out to all my real niggas out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's real as fuck. I just, I just always blowing my mind to be exposed to folks like you who you see a lot of as, as sad as it is. There's so many similarities even in politics about black women legit having to claw our way to some kind of recognition or positions that we're worthy of, and you just have to keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because I I met Chance the Rapper once actually <laughs> this is a, yeah so you know uh i actually had got a i was a part of this uh special music camp and i flew out to uh tennessee for bonham music festival oh yeah and um i was at the airport ran into manny fresh and yeah, yes ma'am i was just sitting there well actually uh they were waiting for their flight and i was boarding off but when i walked past i was like you know, I'm from the South, so it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, don't be a bitch. Like, that's, get your- <laughs> that Steve Harvey lineup is recognizable. Get your CD, <laughs> get your CD, give it to his homies, and, and you know. So I gave him, I talked to him for a second. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to check it out. You know, people be bluffing, you know, tell them you're going to check it out. But then. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the truck on these niggas. They be bluffing. Too. Y'all be bluffing, Shit. but it's okay. You're going to see me. Um, <laughs> so then I went to go get some pizza at uh, one of the little pizza spots at the airport, and I'm standing next to this guy, and he looks really, you know, he's in sweatpants. I look up like, and at that time, I really actually just discovered Chance the Rapper. Chance, 2015. Chance is a weird body. He He's six feet he tall, does. but he yeah. looked 5'5 five, five on the TV. He really, yeah, I mean, he keeps wearing like high waters. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all. T- anyway. anyway. Yeah, so I actually was like, I was like, okay, is this an appropriate, when is the appropriate time to talk to a celebrity? Like, do you, uh, you know, they're getting pizza, but you got to catch a flight. So then you don't want to be on a flight like, dang, I was standing right next to Chance and didn't even say nothing. What is wrong? So I was like, hey, you're a Chance the Rapper, right? And he was like, mm, yeah, yeah. Like, he, But he didn't really seem like he was really trying to be bothered with a conversation. So I was like, oh, I'm TT Artist. Here's my CD. I just put my EP out. Like, you should check it out. Whatever, whatever. I don't think he ever checked it out. You know, I felt some type of way about that, but I got over it. <laughs> I still want to see my brother win. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But I did mean that's my story. And I hope that this gets back to him. Maybe, you know, we'll connect again. So the takeaway <laughs> from this story is... 
if you when you listen to the Black Joy mixtape and decide to search TT the artist on your streaming service and you fall in love like we have fallen in love. What? Y'all make sure y'all tweet Chance the rapper to listen yes. to TT the artist. <laughs> exactly. Okay, tell him. Tell him put that CD in his car. Put. <laughs> tell him to put Pussy Eight on in whatever I mean. four wheel drive vehicle that he has. And let that shit go, you know. And I mean, got drop now it for them Grammys, you know. Just belly now. You gotta keep asking. So many times, like people, even when we put out this mixtape, it's like, did you think we weren't gonna push it? Like, no. we think this is brilliant. We want everyone to know about no. it. Like, exactly. there's so like black women are supposed to like be magnificent but not know it or like tell anybody. About or not it. tell like, anybody. The fuck? No, I'm about to tell your ass. Shit. And even so, and I want to get into this question, like even me and Amber sitting up the way we look up, we look right now, two mm-hmm. fat, black, <laughs> nappy headed ass women. Hello. Who have the nerve <laughs> to be talking about, you know, making your fathers hang up our pictures before they leave. And take out the trash, please. Thanks. Thanks. Lock the bottom lock. Um, Thank you. And a lot of times we get, you know, that means people don't necessarily respect us. People will not necessarily respect the hustle that we have. They people we we this is the 15th episode. People still are concerned and confused when we say we record on Wednesday nights. Girl! <laughs> Sorry. And then also then people want you to do free labor because for whatever reason and you know part of that we recognize that it's a part of being a black woman but we are totally sure that it's also partly because people really believe in the mammy imagery and (laughs) they They want us to do a lot of work and they just want to suck on the teats of black joy mixtape and I'm just like my teats is in this push up bra solidly fuck y'all so (laughs) I just want to know for you how do you think um, typecasting, the imagery, how, because we know how MCs who are women are supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've had people like the Brad, Missy, you know, defy those in a lot of ways. How do you but Those are like that? literally the only ones we the can name. The only ones. That's even it. though we have had a long line. Of course, we can get into the late 80s, early 90s. There was way more diversity then. Um, but as we get into the late 90s, into the new millennium, on into the 21st century, we know that MCs, if you are a woman, just looks a particular way. So can you talk about that? Like, how does that mm-hmm. impact you? What I what I do like seeing is that today there's there's like this wave happening right now that it's like a wave of female rappers and artists in the hip hop world that hasn't quite peaked on the scale of like a Nicki Minaj or a multi platinum award winning rap um, black rap female. Um, but they're kind of moving on the same frequency in that they're showing that, hey, we're going to be us and do what we want. So, like, you got your Young and Mays, you got your Cardi B's, mm-hmm. you got your Curry Foles, you got your Kamaya's, you got your Dreezy's. Uh-huh. Right, you got your Dreezy's, and you got 
you got your Leaky Lee 47s, your TT the Artists. I just got to give myself a shout out. But I'm Please, just saying, yes. you have... <laughs> it's a mixtape. Keep saying your name. There is a wide spectrum, not just from, you know, uh, genre, but also ethnicity within, like, from brown to black. But also age. You got your Remy Moss, who been in the game and got, you know, she came out, like, she came out just as strong like again going back to how resilient the black woman is and even when we're robbed constantly like you know uh they will be quick to call a white female or even hispanic female exotic um and put braids in her hair and goals in her mouth and have her rap than a female who from the hood or from around the way or who just black or african-american or whatever and braided the hair just naturally does that naturally without any type of marketing strategy Mm. they're quick to put her and typecast her and not give her the yield her the opportunities that these other artists can get and i've watched interviews of a lot of different artists who are female rappers say things like you know i know my music wasn't even good but i was getting offered deals Mm. you know i i have to face that in my own lane a lot of my peers are you know who are not black and they're rapping or they're female they're getting opportunities um and don't have as many no music out maybe like one or two tracks you know i i got like 50 60 something records out right now independently without no cosign and so for me it's just like like i said at this stage in the game if you are doing your thing and this is what's happening all of us are defining it our own way you know like uh, all of us are defining our own way. You got Cardi B doing her thing, you got Young and May doing her thing, and you got the Dre. Like I said, it's just you gotta break, you gotta open your own door at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're slamming, know, they're literally right. slamming doors in our face after we build the house. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, food for thought. You know what I mean? Yep. So what's next for TC the artist? What you coming out with? I'm, I'm yes. telling you right now, I'm telling the world, I'm about to flood the market, you know. I'm not slowing down. You know, I don't care. I could be 40, like, because I live and breathe art and culture and music. This is something that I find joy in doing. So, therefore, it's not a task for me to do it. Mm. So, uh, what's next for me is just expanding my brand and expanding the interest that I already had. So, I feel like music is becoming a mastery of mine. So, now I want to go into like back into what really really is a big passion and inspiration behind the music, which is art and film, and so I'm you know working on film ideas and um, just different types of collaborations with other people, and of course always going to be making music. So you won't get you won't ever have to be like whatever happened to TT? Remember that one song? <laughs> that won't be me. And it's just a matter of time, you know. And I just think if you keep hitting the same spot over and over again it's just a matter of time before the right person gives you that access that you need to take you to the next level i mean Uh, look at titty boy (laughs) titty boy decided to change his name and was solidly pushing 40 uh two chains old as i'll get out he looks like he smells divine um but He's still out here, and even Jay Z, you know, he releases the Black right. album, thinking he's too old to continue rapping, and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Now waxing tracks with his wife and mother of his children. Hello. Um, I have a I have another question for you, TT. What's your favorite thing about Baltimore? What do you love the most about the city? I definitely have to say the music that's homegrown from there, which is Baltimore club music. I have a very close relationship with the Baltimore Club Music 
culture and the dancers. And I think that's one of the, it's a hidden jewel in Baltimore. Like you have to know somebody who knows somebody to really get the real deal Mm -hmm. of Baltimore club dance and the culture. Like I think it's something that I personally have taken on as a subject matter and theme, not just with my sound, but with films that I'm getting ready to create. Like I just really want to uplift the narrative of Baltimore because we have an image of what Baltimore is and Mm -hmm. you know I just want to show people that there is a uh, subculture there that's chiming into something very positive through the dance and the music and we need to bring more resources there so that those young people and that community can thrive more because I don't think that that's there in Baltimore. Like, you can go to New York and there's a dance studio downtown Manhattan. We don't have any dance studios downtown Baltimore where people can actually see. And what they do is they gut out the abandoned buildings and then they create these creative spaces but don't give access to the community that they Mm. kicked out around it through the gentrification. So Mm -hmm. I just really think that one of my favorite things is the club music culture in Baltimore and the dancers. And I definitely am, like, an advocate for those arts and that, that type of those type of movements right now so much beauty in Baltimore TT is woke so you know her music is good <laughs> I just want to remind you all to please get on your streaming get on your iTunes purchase some TT the artist Let's get you some shit it, yeah. it's worth it yes just help a brother out Y'all, out. y'all yeah. be in the mentions asking, you know, when we play F. Trump, you know. Who is that? Who is that? That T.T. That was T.T. That song and has such a funny story, too. It's just like people, like, I, I'm not, you know, at the end of the day, I really thought, it, I, I actually made F. Trump to encourage, I made F. Trump to encourage young voters Mm -hmm. so i thought by making a parody of the whole election and just encouraging young voters to come out and just like participate someone should have gave you the budget to do it in fucking april because it could have worked then too yeah i think that's what we got i think that's what we're moving in media is so important and critical the black joint state is important and critical i think this is what's gonna drive the next wave and the next these are actions, you know what I'm saying? We, Our voices, everyday people got to be heard, mm-hmm. and you never know who you're going to influence and empower to go and start a podcast or go and talk about your podcast or just uplift another person's creative mission. So I think these forums are very important. Shout out to I mean, I just get my whole life. I'm about to be like Give love, get love. Give love, get love. I'm just so glad you're here to one, elevate what black women are doing in this work, elevate the fact that you are not only making bangers. In addition to making bangers, TT is woke as fuck. We fucks with TT. Because you know we ain't going to have no bullshit on our mic. Goddamn it. <laughs> we don't play that shit. She had black girl headquarters. You know, this yeti is blessed. This yeti is and we blessed. And we don't need less than blessed on it. Amen. So, and so where can I find you online, TT? Mm-hmm. You guys can find me on Google. <laughs> T.T. the artist, that's T-T-T-H-E artist, A-R-T-I-S-T dot com. That's my Twitter, Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I like T.T. the artist, but my website is where you can catch all the latest updates. On Instagram, on Twitter. Holding it down. And Snapchat. Y'all, if you're still listening, we also have a shout out. Oh my goodness, we have a shout out too. We have a shout out. Let's do it. 
shout out, came from Tana. Tana? Tana. Such a good name. Which Tana made sure I knew how to pronounce their name. Um, she, I assume it's the pronoun. She said, it's pronounced like Hannah, but with a T. You know, just I love in that. case. Yes. Yes. So, Tana, she writes, Hey, Amber and Jazz, I just want to take a quick moment to shout out my best friend, Brittany Pete. You know, I got to give you her IG. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Takes out phone. Brittany's IG is at who that. W-H-O-D-A-T underscore Breezy B-R-E-E-Z-Y She continues, Tana as Amber pulls up the Instagram because we nosy My bestie is overflowing with melanin magic, yes She is an amazing mother confidant, hard worker and a baddie. Did I mention she is newly single and stays in Dallas know for work did. for any of the men listening and looking? <laughs> she said my girl is single. Here's her Instagram. Her DMs work. Are bitch. open. Did y'all see the uh, Twitter handle we met on Twitter? Go ahead and meet on IG. Slide into them DMs. <laughs> meet on the Black Joy mixtape. God damn it. Yo, yo Gotti is in the presence of... Yes. Pregnant- yes. Mm, pregnancy photos <laughs> in <laughs> African cloth fabrics. <laughs> I am raising black children in my womb. Um, <laughs> y'all see uh, Yo Gotti that made it to Jay-Z parties with, with a song oh. about the DMs now. Don't miss your blessing. Don't miss it. <laughs> and he got a little champagne glass and all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Living his best life. You're like, I am so proud of Yo Gotti. I'm from Mississippi. It was right up the road. I'm trying to be you know? But people be sleeping on Yo Gotti. His it's your boy Yo Gotti. Okay, oh, back to this God, shout out. Man. Tana and her friend Brittany who got a popping ass Instagram. I... Tana writes, I just want to remind her of how beautiful she is and how much she means to me as a friend and sister. The world truly, truly needs more people like her. I know she is listening because we listen to your podcast every week and have a deep iMessage convo about all the new ammo y'all armed this week. Yes. So with that being said, hey, Brittany, I love you, Tana. Yes. Oh, oh that is so Y'all, if you want to shout out your bestie, the homie, your your siblings, your (laughs) folks, your people, your rounds, your downs, you know, go ahead and email us at theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com. So that we can continue to read your beautiful words. Amen. You can also go to theblackjoymixtape.com and submit on there. And you'll be happy to see that niggas is still selling petty black feminists gear. Yes. Get you, son. I have a phone case and a sweatshirt, and I must say that I am so grateful. Amen. Um, for that apparel, um, as well as if you would like a feature, if you want us to show your fine ass in in a phone case or a t shirt or a sweatshirt, <laughs> you know, by all means, use the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape and or hashtag Petty Black Feminist. I check both because I understand that people, it's just all in how you feel that day. <laughs> so um, put us out there, you know, add us on Twitter and or Instagram. Let us know that you rocking the new, new shit. Amen. And um, also, 
Beyonce gave you a soundtrack to play in case you want to give us a shout out on your Insta story or Snapchat. Amen. It's shining. She starts the verse with petty, petty, petty. I win it steady. <laughs> you gotta say petty at least three times at in least. a row. At least. Petty, petty, petty. I've been winning steady. I just got so proud in my sweatshirt when I heard that That's line. Shame. And then, you know, niggas, still, we have the rest of the month with us and Roland Martin on Thursdays. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell y'all. I just need to say it's such a blessing to see you, motherfuckers, in my mentions. Y'all really holding it down. Y'all are really holding that shit all the way down. I so really God bless y'all. That. That's happening again, Jasmine. Where can the people look at your fine ass? You have multiple <laughs> platforms. Just give them all. Well, you know, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat as <laughs> at Jazz on Your Mind. That is at Jazz on Your Mind. J A Z O N Y A. M-I-N-E. Yes, ma'am. I really do appreciate when I get new follow requests. So, especially on the snaps, I do <laughs> randomly follow people back. Um, and so, if you see a real nigga uh, replying to your snaps, you know, just say, hey. You know, I'm just, I'm doing research on who, who our audience is. <laughs> and y'all fine. Damn, this you can find me, Amber J. Phillips, on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Jazz on Your Mind on Snapchat as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my Snapchat now, too. <laughs> I've decided. So just follow Jasmine <laughs> until I get up some nerve. Anyway. Yeah, this week has been great. TT, you you just have made my week so great. Well, thank you. Made guys our week so, so much. great. We're so happy you're here. By the time we get to December, there's no telling what could happen. <laughs> because we also see y'all motherfuckers in the mentions talking about parties and shit. Do you think TT won't be there? Cause she will. I mean, y'all get a budget, y'all could get TT, y'all could get a popping ass DJ. We can have a sound system. Just get your get your coins get together. Your coins. I know it's spring. Make the offer. Things are a little little crazy. Like I understand a lot of departments already set the budget, but fall is coming. It is. You know, just promoters. Y'all know somebody somebody is a promoter or a fucking one on this mix listening <laughs> this mixtape. <laughs> Reach out. Catch me outside. How, How about, about that? that? How about How that? About that? <laughs> Anyhow, we are so happy to have y'all. Thank you for, we just, this is it. I don't even want to stop. Anyhow, this is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz the King of the South. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Lock and load. I'm in my zone. Another phone conference. Shout out to my sponsors. Know you hear my shit and be like that shit bumping. Know you on my timeline, leave no comments. Know you, know you talk about me if you hate it or love it. When your name come up, ain't no discussion. I know you think you damn. How she do that? I know you want the secrets, wanna be where I'm at. I'm going every weekend, I don't hear the chit chat. Made it out the barrel, I don't fuck with your crap. I know you want attention, I don't give you no rap. Everybody's so trapped, but never been to the trap. Stacks in my pocket, looking like a game of Tetris. Kept the seat warm, now I'm that up next, bitch. I don't wanna chill with you, bitches ain't Netflix. Kept it 100, nah, I don't roll with yes, man. If I ain't the illest, then tell me who ill. Sometimes you gotta boost yourself, and nobody will. If I only want, if I only want.